Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 204. We're going to talk today about how to motivate and influence wisely. And especially in marriage, um, husband for wife, wife for husband, how to learn how to motivate and influence in a wise way. And there are two basic approaches when you, when you see someone doing something wrong. You could speak harshly to the person to correct them. Usually that does not help that much. Um, Does not help um, a person learn how to correct what they need to behave uh, in in their behavior and they don't really absorb what they did wrong. And the better approach, the approach of the wise, is to show people how they can correct what they did wrong in a healing way with words that are conducive to healing. And those who learn how to master the art of motivation and influencing others in a wise way will have a positive influence on the lives of many people. Some people see that others excel in this and they think it's a natural talent and some people may have a natural talent for this. But the reality is it is a skill that can be learned. Um, How to learn how to motivate people and influence people in a positive way. And um, when you have an important message to, for your spouse um, and you feel they have a major need for improvement in some area, you need to speak. First of all, you have to think whether you should speak or not speak, but even when it's necessary, you speak with a certain calmness, with an assurance, with a support. And um, you want to ensure that the message is well received and in order to do that, you need to use a lot of kindness and calmness in your assurance and building up the, the, your spouse as you're speaking to them so that it's more likely that your, uh, whatever you're talking about will be heard more objectively. And um, what people do is, and it's understandable, when they're in a bad mood or they're frustrated, it usually doesn't work well. If the wait till things calm down and you're calm before doing, you know, before saying something that needs correction to your spouse, because someone who wants to just vent frustration uh, when they're upset, they'll speak in a tone of voice that comes out automatically in a frustrating way, and that distress comes through to your husband or wife who is listening to this, and they perceive it as anger, they perceive it as resentment. And they perceive it as an attack. And that's why it's so important to wait and calm down and think loving, productive thoughts before you decide to communicate uh, uh, something to your spouse that needs correction so that you make sure that you speak to them in an understanding way, in a compassionate way. Many people think that, you know, to themselves, that if they see how upset I am, they'll change. Usually it doesn't work that way. Usually when um, your spouse sees you're very upset um, and, you, you know, they view the message that you gave them as an attack. And when you feel attacked, the response will either be your counterattack to attack back or you'll become defensive 
uh, either way is not productive. Change is more likely to occur when you speak in a way that brings out positive feeling on the part of the listener. And if you learn how to do that, even if it's a constructive criticism, but if you learn how to say it in a very positive way, in a supportive way, it'll bring out positive feelings in the listener. And you need to know how not to motivate. Some things have a lot of common sense. You don't threaten. You don't scream. You don't place guilt trips on people. Certainly not your own husband or wife. Or give uh, orders as an authority. I'm ordering you to do this or that. Or ultimatums. These are for extreme situations. Very rarely to be used. But day in and day out when you need to communicate with your husband or wife and motivate and influence, you need to do so in a manner that your spouse will find pleasant. That's a very important concept. The purpose is, is to communicate and to grow. And the be- best way to do that is when your spouse hears your voice and it's pleasant. And even if you're bringing up something that needs correction, it's still in a very, very, done in a very pleasant, open way that you love them, you support them, and it's just this particular thing we have to discuss, and you discuss it, and um, that's the way you do it. You can open a door, a closed door, two ways. You could break it open with force. It'll open the door, but it'll cost you. Or you just press the right button in a coded lock, or you turn the key properly, and the door opens without having to break it. And that second approach is the better approach. Nagging is another type of habit that's counterproductive. Nagging usually leads the other person to withdraw. Nagging also leads the other person to counterattack and to fight back. And when you nag, you might get the other person to take action. They'll get fed up with the nagging and they'll just do what you ask them to do, but it'll ultimately cause resentment. And, um, you know, sometimes the nagger, the one who nags, says logically to themselves, you know, if I don't nag, how will I get the results? And that implies that um, the choices are between nagging and not getting anything resolved. And that is really uh, not clear thinking. There are ways to communicate without nagging and without manipulating. And... Truth is, in the sales world, people learn how to do this. People who are familiar with how to negotiate and how to you know, deal with sales, they know that nagging is a negative approach. It doesn't work. And nagging basically is the idea that is if I cause enough irritation, enough annoyance by the nagging, the person will become so fed up with it and upset about it that they'll prefer to just take the action rather than continue being nagged. So you may get the results you want, like we said, but it causes a lot of long-term resentment. And you need to ask yourself, someone who has a tendency to do that, when I have the results, can I have the results without nagging? Find a different approach. Find a different approach. And, um, And so on, you know? When a person is angry also, they must be careful in how they say things, what they say things, or it's better at this point if you're very upset not to say anything at all. 
In moments of anger, when people are angry with their spouse, they may accuse them of being obnoxious and selfish and inconsiderate and stupid, and you really don't really mean any of those things. But you throw out these words uh, because you're upset of, of, about a particular um, incident or a particular thing. And the truth is, throwing those words will not help your wife improve, your spouse or your husband. It will not improve the situation. When a person hears these words, they're not going to be motivated to act pleasantly. They're not going to be motivated to act better. They're not going to be motivated to treat you better if you, if you um, treat them harshly. Another really very destructive tool that people use against each other is sarcasm. And I have to admit it, you know, I'm not totally um, clean from that. It's something I need to work on too. There are times where it, it, it go, you know, uh, it's a default mode sometimes when I'm upset and I need to work on it. So I'm made to all of you listening that that is one thing that I know that I thank God I got a lot better with it. But it's something I need to work on still. And um, so, like I sometimes say in this Yoram, honestly and openly, that when I talk to you about all these things that need correction, I'm not talking from a high horse. I, I need to work on these things too. But sarcasm, unfortunately, is such a terrible, terrible thing. People use it, and I've seen the most quote-unquote, Ehrliche people, even people on high positions in leadership, in the entire world and in other places that misuse this to a terrible way. And you need to ask yourself, how will you think my spouse will react if I speak sarcastically to them? In a vast majority of the situations, it's better to, you know, to be quiet, not to use such words. It'll provoke more anger. It'll provoke more resentment. And sarcasm is almost guaranteed never to work. It only hurts. And now how do you motivate a person? You show him or her the benefit of doing what you're asking for. You express your appreciation. You express your gratitude. That's another thing you do, by the way. That if you finally communicate, and however you communicated it, for your husband or wife to correct something, as soon as they do correct it, or they fix whatever the issue is, you right away express sincere, open appreciation and gratitude. Thank you very much. This means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. The more that happens, the more inclined each one of the couple will be willing to listen to one another and improve upon their own behaviors and the more someone likes you the more ready you'll do what you wish so the more pleasantly you speak to your wife or your husband the more they will like you and the more they'll be willing to make those changes that are so important to make and um, most people are willing to help those in trouble when they're asked in the right way People become resentful if they feel they're being treated without respect. People become resentful when they feel they're being taken for granted. So very often when a husband asks a wife 
to do things and a wife asks a husband to do things and they're frustrated because it wasn't done, the other one, the recipient of that, um, those words, feels resentful by the fact that they weren't talked to respectfully or they're taken for granted about all the good things that they do. So there's a way to do it in a kind way. And it's not easy in this life. Uh, there are anisyonis, there are tense situations, and therefore it takes effort, conscious effort, to learn how to become more cheerful, more friendly, more kind, more considerate, and especially at home. It's easier to be more considerate with other people than with your own husband or wife at home. And sometimes, in a weird way, you need to treat your husband or wife at least as courteous and respectful as you would a stranger. Now, of course, it's best to be in, have a deep friendship and to talk to each other with love and with respect all the time. But at the very least, you need to treat them as you would treat uh, 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 um, somebody that you want to impress on the street or in the business world and so on and so forth. We'll continue the subject in the next year. Have a wonderful day.